Science, exercise, nutrition, health, energy, passion. One year, no beer. This is the One Year No Beer podcast, where you will find all the latest tips, tricks, and hacks for a way to live better. Today, I am joined none other by a Glaswegian-born South African who is now living back in Scotland on the East Coast, Dalgetty Bay, which is um, actually, you can see Dalgetty Bay from the OYMB office. It's the other side of other side of the Firth of the Fourth in Scotland. Firth of the Fourth. Firth of the Fourth. A tongue twister, that one. Here is Louise Vickers, an incredible uh, OYMB member for years. I've known, I've seen you mm. a few times. Hi, Louise, hi, how are you? Hi, <laughs> nice to Nice to be here at last. Good to have you here. Um, so, yes, I've seen you a few times over the years. Yep, we met in Edinburgh at the Wellbeing Festival a couple of years ago. That's right. And then last year at the, the very first Power Up in London. The Edinburgh Wellbeing Festival, mm-hmm. which was um, a fantastic speaking opportunity for brilliant. us in a room for 200 people with five in it. It was brilliant. <laughs> <laughs> it was absolutely brilliant. I wish you'd do it. Again, on a bigger scale. You yeah. should have been in that same big auditorium that um, Dr. Chatterjee and yes. the likes were in. Maybe, yeah, next, maybe next year. Yeah, maybe next year. <laughs> it's still not quite at that popular mm-hmm. thing yet. They're like, mm-hmm. oh, talking about alcohol. No, we're not ready for that in Scotland yep. yet. Um, but I do remember in that in that meeting, I remember looking over, and I think maybe I dunted my ego a little bit. But, um, but I remember looking over, and I see a couple sitting there right at the back, and she is sat up on her, her seat, look like absolutely bright-eyed and bushy-tailed, like so excited. Uh-huh. And he is sitting back with his arms crossed, clearly being dragged <laughs> into the room, kicking and screaming, <laughs> right? So I'll never forget. And it's funny when we're speaking, you know, we latch on to these people like that. Mm. I must make him happy. I must make yeah. him happy. And then actually not seeing the people who really I want think, to be there. I think you're not giving yourself enough credit, though. I think there was more than five. <laughs> it was more like ten. Ten. Yeah, but two of those people were my dad and the lady that helped push my dad on the wheelchair into the <laughs> <laughs> so that's why. Your dad was lovely. He stood up and said that there's nice words about you. That was really nice. Yeah, he's, he's a good dude, my dad. <laughs> oh, a lot to him. But anyway, let's talk about you. That's much more mm-hmm. exciting. So, um, yeah, talking about that well, wellness festival. Um, how, uh, let's go back to your your um, one year no beer journey for a second. So, mm. when did you actually start with one so year? So the, no the year before that, January 2017. Um, I had done dry January. That's a bit of a tongue twister as well. For um, for a couple of years before that, probably about the three preceding years before 1st of January 2017. And then, um, um, yeah, I actually had quite a bender on on the um, December, 31st of December 2016. I think I went large because I knew dry January was coming again. Um, I think that's very common. <laughs> it's yeah, okay, I, I can really go for it because January's around the corner. <laughs> exactly. Um, but that actually had been at a friend's house party, and then I'd slipped on some decking. Okay, fair enough. I didn't probably wasn't, didn't have the balance to hold myself up, but it broke all the toes in my right foot as well, oh. and it was really sore. Wow. So aside from my n- usual hangover on on January the first, I was also lying on the couch with a set of black toes. Oh. It wasn't much fun. Yeah. Um, I think I was scrolling through. Facebook as a as a do and then I think I saw a one year no beer advert or something. I can't even remember how I found it. And so I joined and was one of the one of the early ones to join in the in the early days and um my intention at that stage was still dry January. 
Um, and then obviously you guys were talking about the the 90 days and I thought, well, let, let, let's just give it a go. Let's see if I can do it for longer. And then when I got to 90 days, I don't know, I thought this is great. I'm going to try for the, the 365. I honestly don't think I would have done it had I not been part of the group. Um, and had you know had other people too who were ahead of me, likes of Carl and people to aspire mm, to yes. who were ahead of me, and just thinking, gosh, um, yeah, maybe I'll just maybe I'll give it a go. Maybe I'll go for the three six five. I still don't even think I was convinced myself that I would be able to do it, mm-hmm. um, but I did. And there was days when I wanted to say, what the hell am I doing this for? And all the usual stuff. But once I got to the 365, by that stage, I think you've had a long enough break. I thought, I don't want to go back to it. Everything was just too good. Life was so much better. Amazing. Without it. What sort of things changed for you? Um, everything. I think I'd got to that, you know, that sick and tired of being sick and tired stage. So... Um, Hangovers were killing me. I was way, you know, I think as you get They just little, get longer, don't they? They do. <laughs> <laughs> they get worse and they get they longer. Do. They do. And then often they would take, you know, not just one day, take two days. And then they would also, I, I started getting, suffering from quite bad anxiety when I, hang, I had, when I had a hangover. So I'd have the heart was racing and I'd be panicking and they just, uh, they had just got worse and worse than they'd ever been when, when I was young. And I don't know if I was uh, drinking more or if it was just a case of because you get older, your body just can't manage it. Mm. Um, so, yeah, I was just tired of it. Wasting whole Saturdays normally because Friday would tend to be my, my wine night. Yeah. Just because it is. It's, just, it's Friday, isn't it? And That's wine you was did. your poison. Um, Prosecco, fizz, cava, champagne. Yeah. Not really wine as such. Anything with bubbles in it, but that was my poison. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And sorry, and then and so then you started the challenge. How, how was it in the early days? Of doing the tough. challenge. Yeah. yeah, tough, tough. Even for the first 90 days, it was probably hard. January, I just um, barely left the house, to be quite honest. <laughs> and then I was feeling miserable about my broken toes as well. Yeah. And I had, prior to setting myself the goal of doing the the dry January, I'd also decided I'd wanted to do an event a month, either running or walking, because I had been, um, I had done, you know, I've done moonwalks for, for quite a lot of years now. And I thought, well, I'm going to try and challenge myself to do to do something a month. And then when I joined the um, when I joined the group, obviously you guys talking about have a challenge, and I thought well, yeah. this is perfect. I'm not going to have one challenge. I'm going to have one every single month. <laughs> <laughs> yes, way to go. <laughs> so so I I did it. I did get my twelve challenges and my twelve medals in 2017, but I couldn't do Januarys because of my broken toes. Right. Yeah. So I had to. I had so to you pay missed. You up. did all right. You were in a month in lieu. I let's was. Say. Yeah. <laughs> Seeing as you're in I payroll, was. I know. Yeah. <laughs> a month in lieu. <laughs> Um, yeah. So, what were the challenges? Um, I did. Oh gosh, I did about a couple of marathons, a couple of half marathons, some ten k's, and some five k's. Mostly, they were um, running events, but I would walk them because I've never quite not become a runner yet. But I'll get onto that because I just started couch to five k. <laughs> but at that stage, I was still walking. Um, but I would regularly walk marathons because I had done the moonwalk. I had walked marathon distances. I've done Loch Ness Marathon and I've done, what else have I done? That's awesome. Yeah. Did you see her, Nessie? <laughs> no, she didn't come. She didn't come and say hello. <laughs> not that time. Not that, not that time. So, and I probably wanted it? her to come swallow me whole when I was busy <laughs> halfway through. Halfway through. <laughs> Please. Or maybe just give you a lift over the loch yeah, to the other that side. That would have been nice. Like, oh. Yeah. Four hours time. So, what? Did, what? How long? T- what time does it take to walk a marathon? It my, my quickest was just over seven hours, and that was Loch Ness mm. Marathon. Um, 
But, you know, there are, there are people, the, the fastest, the, the lady that comes, a couple of my friends who come, you, you normally come first in the moonwalk and do it in five hours, 20 minutes. That's but power walking. Flying. That's power Absolutely walking. Absolutely yeah. flying. You may as well be running it at yeah. that pace. You're getting into a full sweat they and everything. Are, uh, they, they just, um, yeah. Mm. But the, um, I mean, Loch Ness, I've driven around Loch Ness. Mm. That's not flat. You might no. think it's flat, right? No. Oh, round the, round the loch. Is that like a... It's, no, it, no. It's actually not round the loch. What they do is they bus you 26 miles out oh. up the one side of the loch and then you, you run back in. Ah. So it's just down the one side. But it's, yeah, there, there's a few mean hills. Amazing. <laughs> yeah. It's but, absolutely, um, absolutely beautiful. It was a brilliant one, though. Yeah, scenery is just it's outstanding. So this is... I, I love it because you've really embraced the challenge element yeah, to the challenge. How important were the challenges to the challenge, do you think? Um, very for me, because I'm very goal-driven, so I think it keeps me focused. If, yeah. I, if I was to say, all right, let's just you know start walking training or running training, unless I had a goal to work to, I just wouldn't procrastinate and say, I'll go tomorrow. But if you know you've got an event booked, you've got to go out and do the training as well. So. Yeah. It gives me that incentive to get out and go. Amazing. So yeah, yeah, I enjoy it. Important. So, that and was they, 2017. That was 2017. Yeah. yeah we've got yeah, a lot of time to I catch know. up here. <laughs> I know. Um, yeah. The, the, they call it a bahag, a big, hairy-ass goal. <laughs> yeah. And, I mean, I guess walking the, the you know, Loch Ness mm-hmm. marathon, I mean, that is, that's a big, hairy-ass goal. That's yeah. awesome. That was a pretty epic one. So, um, well done. That's <laughs> really, really inspiring. Um, Came stone last, but you get a hero's welcome when yeah. you come last. <laughs> <laughs> That's so cool. So it's brilliant. Were you actually last? Yeah. Yeah, wow. Yeah. Is there any other people walking? There was There was only There was only three walkers that year, and um, we did come in right at the same time as the very last runners, so we didn't hold anybody up or hold the event up because the last runners came in almost at the exact same time as us. The people that didn't want to give up, they maybe had started running and then ended up walking. Right. Mm. Amazing. Amazing. um, So before we go on to 2018 and other discoveries mm. like that, I just want to get a bit more background about who you are Mm -hmm. and tell us your story. Um, Well, I'm a Glaswegian. Can you hear it? (laughs) (laughs) Somewhere in there. (laughs) And um, my mum and dad immigrated to South Africa when I was two. Hence my accent. However, I've been back in um, the UK for 22 years this year, and I still sound like this, so I think it's here to stay. Yeah. Um, I was in London, came back in 97, I got married, had a little girl, she's now 24, and we arrived back in the, the UK in, in 97. We stayed in London for five years, and then we moved up to, to Scotland. We decided to, didn't want to bring our children up in the big smoke, so we yeah. decided to move up to, to Scotland, and yeah, it's been brilliant. And then... We'd already had our first son by then. He is nearly 18. And um, when we got to Scotland, the Scottish air hit us and we had two more little boys. (laughs) The Scottish air. (laughs) That is exactly what it is. Of course it is. So I have four kids. I have a daughter who's 24 and three boys who are 17, 11 and 9. Wow. That'll keep you busy. Does keep me busy. And I work full time. So that keeps me busy too. And what do you do? do? Um, I'm a head of payroll for a... Outsourcing company, contact centre outsourcing. Mm. Um, we have offices in South Africa, UK and India, and I look after the payroll for all of them. So I pay people, I keep them happy. Awesome. Them their pennies you're the, the good the you're the good lady. We have to keep you <laughs> keep you on our side. And if I had a penny for every time someone asked me to put a zero on the end of theirs, I'd be very, very rich. <laughs> yeah. I bet. Just make a little mistake for me in payment. 
It's interesting with um, four kids. I mean, I think a lot of people will resonate that, you know, four kids is hard work. And, and some people will even say, you know, I deserve a drink in if I've got four oh, drinks. I think I used to say that. Yeah. Yeah. I think I was the type of drinker who, well, I was a party animal for starters. So I just, and I think I was brought up with parents who, who both drank socially um, daily. To me, it was normal. I just thought that's what you do. You know, you've, my, my parents had a, a fridge, especially for their beer and wine. And if I went drinks to a friend, yeah, a drinks fridge. Yep. And if I went to a friend's house and they didn't have a drinks fridge and the dad's beers was next to the milk in the main fridge, I think, where's your beer fridge? Why is your dad's beer in here? So, you know, and yeah, at the time you don't think much about it. But looking back now, I suppose with this wisdom of this hindsight of this last three years, you think, that's not normal. No, <laughs> crazy. <laughs> it's mental. Um, it is normal, though. Yeah. You know, um, well, maybe, but uh, it shouldn't be. <laughs> but, um, yeah, and so then I was, I suppose, I, I had probably my, my first drink in my teens, as, as you do, and then realized, oh, it gives me that little bit of Dutch courage. And then as you grow a bit older, you think you think you need it. I yeah. need it to go out and have yeah. fun. I need it to talk to people at parties. Yeah. Um, uh, and then yeah, and then the habit just grows from there. And then you you need it when you're sad, and you need it when you're stressed, and you need it when you're happy, and you need it when you're celebrating, and just you just feel like you need it all the time. Yeah. And I think it takes a long break to kind of retrain your brain that no, you don't. And that's where I feel I've got to now. But yeah. We'll come to that later. Oh no, <laughs> no you tell me about that while we're on it. So yeah, what um, place have you got to? I just think I, I, just, I know now that I don't need it anymore. So at first, I think when you were asking about January and the January 2017, I didn't go anywhere or do anything. I didn't want to see anybody. Um, and then friends have perceptions too. I mean, they have perceptions that you'll be boring and, you know, why, why would you want to, you know, why would you want to go out and not drink? And, oh, Louise is not drinking. That's going to be boring. So I had to kind of break all those friends' perceptions down as well. But, yeah, um, yeah I think over time... People started to come around. I mean, people did say, you know, and then I eventually said, right, I'm doing the year. And then people were accepting of it. And then, you know, friends would even buy me a bottle of alcohol-free fizz, which was really nice, you know, to show that they're accepting of what I'm now doing. And now as the time goes on, there may be people that I haven't seen for a while. They go, are you still not drinking? I was like, yep, still not drinking. <laughs> Don't want to drink. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, my mindset's changed completely where I think before I would go, yeah, I'm still not drinking. I'm still on the challenge or I'd make an excuse as to why I wasn't drinking. Now I quite proudly say, no, I don't drink. Yeah, Don't amazing. like drinking. <laughs> It's, it's a fundamental shift. Yeah, when do you yeah. think that happened for you? It, probably not even in the first year. Yeah. Probably sometime in the second year. Yeah. It started to settle down as a part of your identity. Yeah, because I think in the first year, it was always a challenge. It was, you know, get to the 365. And then when you get to 365, you've got to start to think, well, what do I do now? Mm. (laughs) Um, Is that the challenge over? Am I going to try and moderate like, you know, many people do try? But um, uh, I I just, I know I I wouldn't be able to. I've been all or nothing about everything most of my life. So (laughs) there's just no chance. I'd just be kidding myself Mm. that I could just have a odd drink here or there. But neither do I want to. Yeah. So, So I don't. I quite like alcohol-free fizz and alcohol-free beer if if, I'm, if need be, if I'm in a social. You know, that gives me that whole thing to do with my hands so I don't feel like I'm out of place. And so that's what I do. Yeah, awesome. I have the alcohol-free alternatives. It, it's great um, when you get when you, when you start using them and, and using them. Sounds like, yeah, it sounds like they're a drug. I know. <laughs> <laughs> I'm using these alcohol-free beers, man. They're really good. Yeah, they're really good. They're really good. <laughs> <laughs> I've had like 10. 
<laughs> need to go and get my next one. I think you do get placebo effect actually sometimes. Yeah. You really do. Oh, you do, definitely. Yeah, yeah. There's actually some really interesting science behind uh-huh. that, isn't there? So um, I've probably talked about this on the podcast before, but, you know, I love talking, so I'll, I'll do it again. <laughs> but um, the, there's two um, studies, one where they took uh, um, over a thousand students and half of them they gave um, alcohol-free beers and half of them, sorry, half of them they gave beers and the other half uh-huh. got alcohol-free beers without knowing it. Uh-huh. And, you know, like 82% of the students who were drinking alcohol-free beers, they all had brain imaging software on and they were showing signs of getting drunk. Yeah even though they weren't. And the brain's just tricking itself because Amazing. of the placebo effect. Yeah. Um, and then the other piece of research is, um, I think it was Stanford University, they were saying that if you have a parent, not necessarily you, but if you have a parent or a grandparent who has drunk beer regularly, mm-hmm. if you drink beer, it will show, uh, sorry, a non-alcoholic beer, it will show you the, the, just the taste of it will show signs of um, you having the same reaction. So there's this wow. passing down mm. type, type of reaction. It's really interesting. Mm. But um, anyway, so you mentioned briefly back there about um, drinking uh, as part of, you know, being sociable and mm. all those kind of things. Mm. Do you think you were, were do you think you were hiding some anxiety behind or mm. do you think alcohol increased that anxiety and did that change when you went mm. alcohol free? I think... With hindsight now, looking back, because I because I've been drinking for so long since I was a teenager, I think definitely yes. I mean, every I think most people when they're when they're teen, they're, you know, late teens, you maybe have some social anxiety when you start to go out and all that stuff. But um, yeah, I think definitely I was um, because, and I think another thing that and this is going to sound a bit crazy, but I suffer with very high levels of adrenaline. <laughs> And I can have it coursing through my body sometimes. And if I if I was like really overexcited about something or really stressed, I'd find I get drunk a lot quicker. Um, but now what I'm learning to do is channel that adrenaline. And I actually recognize when it's happening now and wow. I'll channel it. And I can go out. I was at a wedding of a colleague recently. I think people thought that I was uh, had something s- s- sneaked into my Diet Coke because I was I was having a party, Wild time. raging, yeah, 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 and that was just just goes woo had the adrenaline going that night, but off you know you can't turn it on and off. It's not like a button. Some nights I don't have it, right. and then some nights I don't feel like partying, and I'm out there. Oh, Jesus, is really boring. I'd rather go home and watch Netflix. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but, you could, um, but you're I guess you're before you'd have used a substance to push you into yeah. that framework, yeah, uh, or uh-huh. into that into that think, thinking, yeah. so that you were always on, yeah, when exactly, on and demand. you could. You could with, with but then in a way you suffer alcohol. from it because totally. really your body didn't want that exactly and now you're going with yeah, the flow exactly that's exactly it that's awesome and yeah. so, and also with I guess with four kids what sort of impact did it have you know certainly on the older one because the, 24 is the oldest mm. so um, she has seen mm. you change she has uh, yeah uh, what's that been like for her what was it yeah. like before and now I guess I think she's super proud, although she's not been here for much of the three years. She's been in China teaching English to little Chinese kids. But brilliant. She's um she's home next month to come and do her masters at St Andrews, so wow. that's going to be brilliant. But no, I th- I think she's really proud. Um, she I mean she's beautiful, strong, independent. She she knows her own mind. Um, but she she's definitely seen me too worse for wear. I think over the years, mm-hmm. and yeah, and that's probably something with hindsight that I look back and say I'm not you know I'm not really proud of that. Um, but now 
you know, I've still got the opportunity to to change that and, and do things differently for my boys. And now my boys, they're not actually going to remember having a, a mum that, that drank, to be honest. Yeah. And yeah, loving that. <laughs> I think I've just locked on to something that's actually very powerful mm-hmm. to reframe that in a way. Uh-huh. And what it is, is if you'd never drunk, yeah. then you'd have shown your children there is an alternative way, mm-hmm. which is great. Mm-hmm. I, I'm not taking anything away from that at all. Mm-hmm. That's fantastic. But if you've done something, which all of society does, mm-hmm. right, and been a part of that, mm-hmm. yet you've been the outlier, the one who says, I'm not going to go with that. Mm-hmm. I'm going to go in a different direction. That is so much more powerful to teach your children. Yeah, so you couldn't have given them that gift uh-huh. unless you had yeah, been that way. Both and versions exactly. Of which is the uh-huh. biggest part of the powerful transformation. Yeah, no, I mean, so well I, done. I always thank you. I always powered through with, you know, and I, I, I don't think I've ever, it's ever... I've been, ever been a bad mum because of it, but I haven't been a great mum, you know, on the days when you're lying all day on the couch on a Saturday when you should be taking your kids to the beach or to the park or wherever and you're lying there dying of a hangover. It's, um, it's not great, is it? Yeah, but, you know, but, yeah, parenting don't, is don't the hardest job on the planet. <laughs> so we give everybody, yeah. you know, the, the it's, it's parenting is tough, isn't it? Let's be honest. Um, and um, none of us will come out of it saying I was, I was the best, you know, greatest Ex- parent exactly. in every situation. Exactly. We're all going to be. Yep. Come, I keep saying my kids are going to hate book me. Or a manual, does it? <laughs> it doesn't matter what I do, my kids are going to hate me. Um, I hope not. If you are listening to this in 10 years' time, Tilly and Robin, I love you so much. <laughs> <laughs> now, we're just going to take a short break to hear from our fearless leader, Andy Ramage. Exciting news. The mastermind is back and better than ever and ready for July. I'm more excited than when I first got a BMX for Christmas. That kind of excitement. I love the masterminds. It's my favorite part, along with Alcohol Free Me, of the whole One You Know Beer experience because I get to spend much more time with a small group of individuals who are all on a shared mission to be a little bit better. And that's what the mastermind's all about. And you've heard Rue and I say this, but ultimately the reason we created this whole movement wasn't so much around the taking a break from alcohol thing, right? We know we can show you how to do that. It was what happened next that inspired us, that motivated us to get this message out there. Because after the alcohol thing, that was the platform, that was the foundation. And the learning that we'd picked up around that from mindset to psychology, to understanding how our brains work, rituals, goal setting, understanding exactly how motivation works. We then took that same learning, transformed our diets, the way that we exercise, our careers, our relationships found deep meaning and purpose and all of these things. And I continually see it within One You Know Beer. People get to the end of their alcohol-free challenge. They feel amazing. There's that mojo. There's that time. There's that energy. And it's like, oh, what next? You know, what can I do? And the key to all of this is momentum, momentum, momentum. And what this alcohol-free adventure gives you is momentum. And then it's up to you to capitalize on that momentum. That's what the mastermind is. This is your opportunity to get together with me, a group of like-minded people, and I'll give you the structure and I'll give you the format that you can take away to transform every single area of your life and continue that momentum that you've built up from the alcohol-free challenge and take it into your diet, take it into exercise, take it into the way that you set goals, your career, your relationships, whatever it is that you want to achieve. And baked into that is happiness. And baked into that is meaning and purpose. What could be more exciting? Come and join me in July. 
for the mastermind. Things are going to get very interesting. So folks, if you want to know more information about the mastermind coming in July, then all you need to do is head to oneyearnobeer.com forward slash mastermind dash July, or just shoot us an email to info at oneyearnobeer.com and we can give you all of the details about the upcoming mastermind. Now, let's hear some more from Louise. We were talking about 2017 and you going through the year and then um, I want to dial down just a little bit about what made you go from 28 to 90 and how are you feeling then and what commitment did you make for the next stage? 28 to 90. Mm. Um, I just think it wasn't long enough that month because I had done that month the previous few years um, for me, it wasn't long enough. I knew that I could do a month. I had done it before, but I used to uh, knuckle ride the month and then look forward to the you know the end of the month where you can get your bottle of get back fizz on it again. And, and yeah and um, get sozzled. So this time, I think I just wanted to see if I could go further. Yeah. Um, so that was so that was a decision from the you know from the Jan- you know, from the January to to try for the ninety, and then just before the ninety actually. And for my for Christmas that year, I'd bought my dad um, tickets to Dublin, and I was taking my dad on a holiday to to Dublin, just a, a long weekend. And I thought, oh my God, I've got to go to London, uh, Dublin, and go to the Guinness place, and uh, you know, <laughs> and pubs in Dublin, and oh, yeah. Irish music, and not drink in the thick of it. Yeah, so that was a bit daunting, but I did it. The only thing I did have in the, you know, have you been to the the Guinness factory? No. And in, in one of the floors, you go into this room where you can smell and you have to have a little taste. And I had that. Right. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> it was fine. fine. And then when you get to the top, I had to give my dad my free pint of Guinness. And it was, it was a bit sad. Back yeah. then, I still felt a bit sad. Um, but but not anymore. If I was to do it now, I wouldn't feel sad. Although, if Guinness, if you're listening, can you hurry up with an alcohol-free version of They've got Guinness? One. Have they? Yeah, pure. Well, okay. it's not of Guinness. It's, okay, yeah. it's, it's an uh-huh. alcohol-free beer. Okay. Um, and it tastes really good. It's called mm-hmm. Pure Brew. Okay. Um, so if you are in... Actually, pure brew is something very different in South Africa, isn't it? Because like, you'd be saying you're cool or something oh. <laughs> brother brew yeah cool oh, brew. brew yeah <laughs> pure brew yeah um anyway um okay so that was 28 to 90 yeah and you mentioned about some of these more uh difficult events like the guinness thing mm-hmm. you had on um how did you get through these early social engagements in the first six mm. months say and what sort of things did you have um I probably had alcohol-free alternatives quite early on. Certainly when I went to gatherings with my friends who were drinking, I would have, there was a a nice alcohol-free fizz that I found. And I I just the whole, like I say, the whole, you know, still having the champagne glass and the whole pouring, opening the bottle and just the whole, that was quite nice for me. And I I I didn't feel like I was, you know, complete outcast and not taking part in all the festivities. So so that, sometimes I'd be a bit more subdued and not my lively self. Um, But I think, I think me finding me took longer than 90 days. It maybe even took longer than the 365, I'd say. But it, it got progressively better as the year went on. Yeah. Um, I want to. I want to go into that. Me finding me. You're saying so. So was there a case of uncovering a bit of? Mm, I think there still is. Okay. I think. I think when you. When, I think when you drink, and I think most people do this. To be honest, I think probably why we drink. You, you're hiding stuff, aren't you? Or you're covering up things. Or there's, def, there's definitely some 
deep-seated. Maybe this is my counselling training that I'm doing now coming to the fore, but... Um, yeah, definitely, without a doubt. I was, I was definitely, you, you're masking things, putting on a, a smiley face. So when you take the alcohol away, all of a sudden it's just like raw emotion. I mean, I've had to, I've, uh, I lost my mum seven years ago and I drank my way through that. I mean, mm, absolutely drank I'm my sorry. way through that. Um, and then I haven't had any really close bereavements, but I have lost one of my aunts and it was, um, it was different. It's just, well, just feel the emotion. Just just feel it. Just ride it because you're meant to feel it. You're not meant to cover it up and Stuff try it and down. drown it. Yeah. And I think it's healthier to, to feel whatever it is. If it's a happy feeling or a bad feeling or whatever the, whatever the feeling is, just feel it. Yeah. You're meant to feel it. I, I want to ask you a bit about this un, unveiling because I think mm-hmm. this is very powerful for people who, um, certainly if you can touch on some of the things that you discovered about yourself mm-hmm. that perhaps you were hiding. Um, you mentioned about your mum and that, and that must have been a very difficult time for you. Mm-hmm. Was there other real things that came up f- from going through this process? Um, I think, I don't know, you, I think I just used it as a mask. You kind of, you use it to to mask feelings that you might be having, whether it's, problems in a relationship or whether it's bereavement or um, stress at work or stress for other reasons you just um, yeah I definitely used to use it as a as a as a crutch yeah without a doubt and now I think you know I could kid myself that I'd say oh I just used it to socialize and I just used it to become a social butterfly and be a party animal but um, I think only with with hindsight now looking back, I definitely used it as a as a crutch to get me through difficult times and to cover up or to try and suppress those any hurt feelings that you might be feeling for whatever reason. Yeah, absolutely. You've got you've completely gone through that discovery process, haven't you? That you know, well, we start with this. This is just a challenge, mm-hmm. and if we actually if we actually explained on the tin. What's going to happen mm-hmm. over the next ninety days if you open up this one year no beer thing? Yeah. Would would I don't think people would would no. would open it because I think they'd be too fe- fearful, too fearful of self discovery. I don't want to face that trauma. No. You're right. I am hiding from these things uh-huh. and all of those things. And actually, you know, we open the door for you to start working on yeah. that. Did you do all this? discovery on your own or did you start seeing somebody or talking to somebody or? No, no I haven't actually because I, I and I and I will that's 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 still part of the journey <laughs> but um I mean even talking to you now it's if it's not, I don't feel uncomfortable doing it I think I'm more comfortable with you I've known you a while and and um but I don't normally talk about feelings I just block 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 that's mm. definitely something that I've always done. And it's probably another reason why I use drink to, you know, to cover all that up because the feelings are just, I didn't speak to people. I'd speak to people about, you know, art things, but I wouldn't ever speak to people about my deep-rooted feelings. And I've been doing a counselling course for the last 18 months. And through, and I, and I highly recommend it, whether you want to become a counsellor or not, it's absolutely brilliant. I think everybody should do it. But um, you really learn about... Um, I recognise it myself now, you know, that I do block things out and, and the benefits of of sharing things and the benefits of therapeutic counselling if need be. Um, so, yeah, it's something that I still, I'm still going to explore. I haven't yet. It's fantastic. I love that, you're, love that you're doing the, the, the counselling. Um, there's something that really fascinates me about this whole thing, and I have this theory, which may not be theory. It might be scientifically proven out there. I just haven't read it. Um, or maybe I did read it, and that's why it became my theory. But, but um, 
I think that the more sensitive um, people on the planet tend to struggle with their emotion and therefore look for ways to hide that emotion mm -hmm. or get over it. And drink, alcohol, drugs, addiction are a great way or the way mm -hmm. um, that, that, that that is voiced or that the way they get around um, that. So when you start to remove that what are you left yeah. with uh -huh. you're left with a community of people who uh -huh. are very sensitive yeah. who are very caring who are very giving hey guess what have you been in that group recently because that's what it's full of it's mm -hmm. full of very caring very giving people and yeah. it's got an incredible culture of Absolutely. vulnerability so my theory is definitely being 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 um, proven right um we have we still to get on to 2018. Oh, yeah. It's not, it's not all a bit of roses. Oh, let's hear 2018. I want to hear. I want to hear. Oh. What happened in 2018? Well, 2018 wasn't great, really. And, and I, I didn't drink. But I think, um, well, loads of things happened. I had a, a mountain of stress at work. Um, because uh, unfortunately, one of one of my colleagues was off seriously ill. And I mean, that was stressful enough in itself, because he's also a friend. Um, but the, you know, all the the work still had to be done as well. So it was, it was a crazy year at work, absolutely crazy. Um, and then, or oh, just 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 a number of of things. I just just didn't really have a great year. I suffered from asthma. I do suffer from asthma, and my asthma wasn't at its best, so it wasn't in, under control. So all the good things I'd done in twenty seventeen, all the events and the feeling great. So it's like I think you know, it's not. I didn't crash. I just felt. Um, I didn't. It wasn't tempted to drink, but I didn't have a great year. But what I did do was start substituting, probably the alcohol because I was feeling emotional again and I wasn't dealing properly with all these emotions with, with sugar. Started eating yeah. <laughs> cakes and and chocolate and stuff. And I think that's quite a common thing for people giving up alcohol. We see that. They're substituting it with sugar. Yeah, 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 absolutely. So that's what I spent last year doing. And then I put on some more weight, and then I just felt absolutely terrible. So I had to refocus my goals in 2019. Excellent. So I you're have. now on the, are you on a no sugar challenge or you're on a less sugar challenge? No, I haven't had um, any, well, yeah, less sugar. I mean, I'm, I don't strictly monitor it. I will still have m milk in my coffee. I mean, I'm not going to, I'm not going to cut out every, every single bit of sugar, but um, um, I've lost three stones since February. Whoa, <laughs> that's awesome. Yeah. When I, when, I, when I got to the point of wanting to give up drinking and obviously you, you do all this analysis and you think to yourself, well, why am I doing this? Why, you know, why didn't I just stop the drinking? And I think got to the same point with the, the eating the chocolate. Um, you know, I was, I was feeling rubbish. My asthma was bad. I was having to take steroids for my asthma, which didn't help weight. And I was just feeling generally rubbish. So I thought, you know, as, as you, you we talk, talk about in the group, you know, only you can change yourself. Um, as much as whatever, you know, where you can have barriers in the way, yes, you can make excuses and yes, I can blame it on the steroids or whatever, but ultimately I'm still putting the chocolate down my throat. So, um, yeah, so I decided that started 2019 to refocus my goals and, and make goals again. I did the mastermind with, uh, with you guys as well. Yes. Um, so I went, we went back and looked at mastermind notes and <laughs> thought, right, make, make goals. The only way I, cause like I mentioned before, I'm, I'm really goal driven and I'm deadline driven and I need to have a goal. And if I don't have a goal, then then I'm likely to procrastinate forever. Um, so I used the same tools I'd learned in giving up alcohol and I'm applying it to the weight loss and the healthy eating now. Excellent. And that's what I'm trying to do. And I, you know, I used to, think, I used to start a diet and then want to be 
slim overnight and I realised no it's, it's a process yeah um, so yeah I've been this is what week 16 I'm on day 100 and something and uh, yeah and I'm I haven't, yeah, I'm not, I'm not planning on quitting anytime soon. Oh, that's amazing. Well and done, I've you. started Couch to 5K as well. So I had to lose some weight because I, my, I suffer with my knees anyway. Um, and obviously being three stone heavier than I, and I, um, than I am now, you know, running wasn't that easy. So about a week ago, I was just about hitting three stone. I thought, I'm going to do Couch to 5K, give it a go. Brilliant. So, yeah, started that. I'm on week two. Have you set yourself a challenge? Because we started off earlier mm. saying 2017, you knew you had to book challenges. Yes, I have. Well, I would like to run next year Edinburgh Half Marathon, and I've already booked it with my daughter. Awesome. She's going to run it with me. Edinburgh Half that's next the, year. That's the plan. Brilliant. This What's year, closer? Um, Can we do I a want, park run? Yeah, I want to do park runs. I'm going to do, I think, the... Um, this great, this great, great Scottish run is the end of September. That's a 10k. Oh, yeah. So I'd like to see if I could run a 10k. Brilliant. Or at least or most of it, or as much of it as I can by September. That's yeah. a goal. Good goal. And I, but my first goal initially is to stick to the couch to 5k. I've yeah, got it at, yeah. And I'm going to follow That's the great. nine weeks to the letter of the law, and then see where it takes me. In case you don't know what couch to 5k is, then Google it, <laughs> <laughs> or just get the app. But yeah, it's a really and great. The, and the one I'm using is the free one. It's the BBC Inspire yeah. app that they, it was advertised during the London Marathon and I was sitting on the couch watching the marathon <laughs> as you do thinking right I'm going to do this going well to done do this. you well done you um, so yeah 2019 is proving to be good so far I'm feeling a much better place I think you know when, when, when the weight goes up the self esteem goes down self confidence goes down everything just goes down whereas now except for the weight that goes up <laughs> but now this year um, yeah I'm just feeling so much better but so much better again. Everything's on the up. Um, yeah, it's good. Well done to I'm you. In a good place. So um, you mentioned about mastermind. When mm. did you do the mastermind, and uh, what made you do it, and how did you find it? It was November twenty seventeen, I think it was my first year. Yeah, it was towards the end of my first year. It was it was brilliant <laughs> because um, yeah, it just taught you all the tools. Um, I liked the talking about the self limiting beliefs and the because I find I have loads of those and um, setting the goals. Just just everything about it. It was just good. You have to do the homework though. Yeah. Um, but then it's something that you can go back and revisit once you've learned those tools. Go back and revisit it. It uses a lot of positive psychology tools and yeah, it's just brilliant. And for anyone who's stuck or um, I would say definitely give give it a go. I'm not do we still do mastermind? We do. <laughs> <laughs> we do. We definitely do masterminds. In uh-huh. fact, um this will be out shortly. The mastermind is live now. Um, so do check that out when you're nobeer.com forward slash mastermind. If you're thinking about what's next and um, uh, or who am I or what do I want to do or what impact do I want to have. Brilliant. Do it. Do it. Absolutely do it. Were there any it specific outcomes out of the mastermind, that any decisions made that were different because you'd done it? Or? Um, I'm trying to think now what all my goals were. So, so I, probably, I probably achieved some of them, and then others were maybe procrastinated. But I think I'm using those tools now. I think, you know, the losing weight and the trying, you know, the couch to 5K and back to, oh, the study, that was the big one that came out of Mastermind, was um, I had decided I'd wanted to, st- I mean, I've studied in the past 
career-related study, but I wanted to do something for me. So after the mastermind, um, my big goal was to sign up for an open university degree. So I'm doing a, a BSc honours in psychology with counselling. And that was the biggest one that came out of mastermind. Oh, that's huge, you know, because that's... Uh, that... I'd kind of forgotten, but, <laughs> <laughs> but that was the biggest one. Yeah. When you asked me, I'm thinking, whoa, whoa what, <laughs> what was it again? No, um, that's what happens. But, you uh-huh. know, it's like when I walk into yeah. the room and I know everybody really well, but I've got to introduce somebody who I also know really well. Uh-huh. And it's like... Blank. Uh, this is and this is. Um, just introduce yourselves, please. <laughs> I get the complete blank. So um, I'm doing my. I'm on my second module now. So that's amazing. I've done my, so, pretty much nearly finished my, my first my first year of well, second year, but first full year if you're talking in uni terms. Yeah. Second, 120 credits I've got. So yeah, it's going to take a few more years. And I'm also studying a, I did the certificate in counselling, which I'm just about finished. I've got two weeks left. I was going to college once a week on a Tuesday to do that. Um, and then I'm going to be doing the diploma in, in counselling as well. Brilliant. How exciting. So uh, when will you be counselling? Counselling, counselling. Well, the diploma takes another two years yeah. so to, you know, to, to be, and then you've got to do all your supervision and your hours. So it take, takes a wee while yet, but uh, yeah. But I imagine you actually implement the principles almost oh, straight really? away. Oh, yeah, absolutely. I mean, it'll be having an effect on your children uh-huh. and how you talk to them and people who are around and maybe even totally. how you are in an office environment. Totally, yeah, totally. Um, and I, I mean, it's one of the reasons why I've done it, I think, is is for my children and one my my middle son has Asperger's um and I know that CAMs in Scotland anyway are really underfunded and your children with mental health problems is, is on the rise and I just thought you know if there's if I can't go anywhere to help my son if he ever needs it because he's about to hit his teens he's just started high school he's had his trial week this week so if he hits a rocky patch at any point I want to be able to help him I don't mm. want to have to rely on any kind of other service that might not be available and that was one of my big incentives for for doing all the study in the first place. Fantastic. So I might well use it to help other children yeah. or young people. With It's great. It's giving you, it's well, I guess it's tapping back into that meaning and purpose and stuff mm-hmm. and um, giving you something which lights up that part of your life. And yeah. and I guess you'll be sort of seeing that impact in the other things you're trying to change, going alcohol-free and mm-hmm. and and the weight loss program that you are doing yeah. using, <laughs> using, well. But yeah. I think from my one of the, the things that I really want to point out to people that it's a journey. It doesn't just happen, you know, not every, you're not going to start, go alcohol free and all of a sudden you're thin and all of a sudden you're fit and it's going to take time. Yeah. And, you know, it's a, it's a big long journey, but you get as much as what you, you put in really. And you can do it. Anyone can do it. If I can do it, anyone can do it. Because I never, and if you'd asked any one of my friends if they thought I could stop drinking or go alcohol free for any length of time, they would have laughed. Yeah. Absolutely laughed. And I think now there's still there's still loads of them that are shocked. Yeah, yeah. Well, you mentioned before we were recording that people are like, mm. "Are you still not drinking?" Yeah. You know, waiting uh-huh. for you to come back to the pub. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I go to the pub and just have alcohol-free beers instead. <laughs> Excellent. What would be your top tips for anyone um, who's perhaps listening to this who hasn't joined One Year No Beer? Number one, join now. I don't know why you're waiting. Do it because um, everybody should give it a go. And I think um, you have to have a long enough break in order to start changing those patterns of behavior and those beliefs that you have before um, in the pathways in your brain, whatever it is that does it, that make it, causes that transition, you need to give yourself long enough time um, 
to to make those changes. But I think for me, it's been it's been life changing, and uh, I don't want to go back to drinking. Not ever. I don't see why. I don't see the point. There is no point. It. Um, I get much more out of my life the way it is now than I ever did when I was drinking. Yeah, that's amazing. What a great decision. Is there anything in particular you see in the group or certainly recently um, that has inspired you or that you'd like to call out? Um, I I love the group. I Because I'm, you know, I'm in my third year, I probably don't follow it as closely as what I did in the early days. But, um, yeah, I'm, I must admit I'm a bit of a Facebook addict. I still scroll. I still scroll daily. <laughs> and there's so many inspirational people. I don't think I can call out any anyone in particular. But um, certainly for me, it was the people that were ahead of me that were inspiring to me. Um because you're always thinking, gosh, they, you know, there are so many days ahead of me, and if they can do it, I can do it. And um, yeah, I just there's there's just so many people in the group, and um, they're all amazing. Yeah, they're all amazing. And for anyone that struggles and you know maybe falls off the wagon, and just 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 keep trying, absolutely keep trying. Cause it just um, just don't give up because it's brilliant. Yeah. Did you 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 basically did it without a blip? I did it without a blip. Yeah. 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 You're definitely a very determined I, lady, aren't you? It, it's that whole, you know what made me do it without a blip? I suppose this is one one bit of advice, is the app that counts the days. I was too, it's not, it's not determined, it's just sheer stubbornness. Because I, <laughs> I didn't want to have to reset you my app. You didn't want a thing. I know. No, not, a even, not, I didn't, not even a slash. I think, because I don't know what one I've got, but it counts the days. I would have to reset it back to one. Right. And I'm on 890 something now. You're like, I'm not getting rid of no, that number. No, no. I'm not losing my number. <laughs> 890 yeah. days, is that what you're on? I'm on eight, it's 800 and something. I think it's 893 or 94. Wow. Yeah. I think it was, yeah. What are you going to do for your thousandth? Oh, my goodness, I don't know. Your thousandth <laughs> alcohol-free Have a day. bottle of alcohol-free fizz. Yay! <laughs> no, There's some know. good ones now. There is some good yeah, ones. Yeah, there are some good ones. They're getting better. Even Frejnay, which is the one I used to drink, has got a really good alcohol-free one now. So I think that, you know, I think the market, I think it's a sign of the times, isn't it? I think the market's changing. It is. And I think that there is a wave of of understanding and more and more people wanting to go alcohol-free. And I think that we are trendsetters at One Year No Beer. We are. Absolutely. And I think it's going to grow. Um, and that's why the alcohol industry has to jump on the bandwagon because they're going to get left behind yeah. if they don't. And uh, get into the alcohol-free mm, and really absolutely. Be promoting that. Yeah. It's exciting times. Yeah. When we walk into bars and pubs and see 50-50, um, you know, alcohol-free yeah. is... Uh, Made as nice and as pretty exactly, and as welcoming, like totally. wow. Because I've completely missed the the, the gin craze. Because I started in January twenty seventeen, and it was all just kicking off then. And I do look at some of those pretty pink bottles. I mean, they done for you know they market them brilliantly. Oh yeah. And I do look at them and you go, think, God, God, I want to buy one amazing. of them. It looks really. I know nice. it's funny, isn't it? It's horrible. You know, yeah. Walking down the booze aisle, thinking, God, that really does look. <laughs> that really does imagine, look nice. Imagine they had to label it. The same as they would, you know, like a meth bottle or or yeah, whatever they do with spirits. cigarettes now, yeah, where they're so not allowed it, it to had brand. Like the caustic and the skull uh-huh. on it, right? Because yeah. it will cause death, right? Uh-huh. And you're, you're, all of that would be gone. All that yeah. sensational, yeah, oh. exactly that pretty bottle. I mean, I must admit, in the past, I have chosen bottles of um, fizz on uh, on the basis of what the bottle looked like. Oh, I've got to get that one. It's in a pretty pink bottle. Yeah. So marketing actually really annoys me. 
Yeah. It does. It yeah, really right. it does because it's um it's not doing anyone any favours. Yeah. Well, unless it's one year no beer marketing. Exactly. Um, and exactly. unfortunately, exactly. we have to go toe for toe. So you mm-hmm. you know they've got a trillion to spend. Did you know mm-hmm. that the Do alcohol they? advertising industry mm-hmm. spends a trillion on alcohol on on advertising alcohol? Um, we definitely don't spend anywhere near that much. But we spend an absolute fortune on marketing. To, and I do, a lot of people don't think, realize mm-hmm. that just to get them into the room, to get them into the group, what that, 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 the cost mm-hmm. of that is. Because sure. you've got to you've got to market, mm-hmm. you've got to have it, make it look good. And, yeah, absolutely. Um, and then once people come in, but I think... We're well, doing f- a very good job. Thank you. Thank you. I think the future is, or I know the future, is more, is uh, using or or working with our community more and Mm -hmm. engaging our community in a united mission. Um, And this is to transform the world's relationship with alcohol Mm -hmm. um, and to to help us spread the word. I think that's a lot more, I think that has the potential to be a lot more powerful than Mm -hmm. um, marketing. marketing. Yeah, we'll beat beat them. We'll beat them at the game with their trillion budget. (laughs) (laughs) Exactly. Thank you so much for coming in. It's amazing to have you on the podcast, Louise. Thank you, Rory. Thanks for listening to the One Year No Beer podcast. For a full list of episodes and to join in the challenge yourself, head on over to oneyearnobeer.com. One